the sun setting over Barcelona, and we poured ourselves a couple of beers from the tap. Grab one for yourself. It's time to unwind, step back from the day-to-day, and talk a little about life in the age of analytics. Welcome to the Vendo Terrace. Welcome, everybody. Today, we're talking about the analytical tools case study and the analytical tools seminar that we'll be doing on Tuesday, September 13th. Clay, thanks for joining me. Hey, thanks, buddy. Thanks for having me. So uh, this this case study is a lot of fun. Uh, this is a great story uh, of uh, of Matt in Times Square. I think uh, I think maybe out of the set that we did this year, this one was my favorite. What do you think? Yeah, this this is a fun one, and you know Matt Matt has a lot of things that I think he's had a lot of experiences that that leave a lot of us uh, a little bit jealous. But I <laughs> I think I think one of them. Um, uh, w- one of the things that this one reminded me of was the uh, the famous quote from the Procter and Gamble CEO from 50 years ago, from back in the the Mad Men days, who said that uh, half of his advertising budget was wasted. He just didn't know which half. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. And and here you have Matt having that experience directly here as an online. Uh, as an online company going for offline advertising. So, so trying it out in the most iconic way possible, Times Square, there it is. He has an ad and it's the, it's really the story of, of why that was at the same time an amazing experience. And also compared to the depth and detail of data that he gets online, a frustrating experience. Right. Right. Yeah, exactly. All right, well, we'll dive right into it, and uh, hopefully we'll see you guys on Tuesday, September 13th at the Analytical Tools Seminar. Matt was standing in Times Square looking up. He thought about how many times he'd been there before, through the movies and TV. As a kid, he'd watched Superman battle Lex Luthor in this very place. More recently, Iron Man and countless others had filmed key scenes in the square. And each New Year's Eve... The ball dropped while a million people celebrated in person and hundreds of millions more joined them through TV from around the world. The crowds were always thick. Having seen it so many times before, actually being there felt like deja vu. Matt checked his phone. In one minute, the massive billboard in front of him would switch to an announcement. It was 10 years in the making. The crowds would join Matt in celebrating the birthday of his online brand. It had gone from zero to one of the biggest brands in the world, and it was time to party. He had a good idea of how many people would join him. On an average day, 330,000 people passed through the square, which was actually shaped more like a butterfly than a square, and 460,000 when it was busy. All of a sudden, there it was. He felt the rush of excitement. It was electric. He couldn't stop smiling. Matt's online brand had been built on analytics. If this moment was online, not IRL, he would have had tons of data about himself and all of the people around him. He'd know exactly how many were looking, he'd know whether or not they visited his site, how many of them bought, and how much they spent. On the Times Square announcement, he'd given a code for free membership. It was easy for him to count how many people used it, but that was all that he could track. He felt like a successful car maker who had just bought a racehorse. He was making an homage to tradition, to how things used to be, connecting himself to those advertisers who came before him. A billboard in Times Square certainly had its charm. He could feel it. Matt celebrated the announcement with friends and colleagues who'd gathered with him to see it in person. At the end of the night, he went back to his hotel room, flipped open his laptop, and pulled up the stats for his online business. 
It had been just a few hours since he last checked. During that time, his sites had seen more online visitors than could squeeze into Times Square on New Year's Eve. Millions more. And he could track every one of them. He thought to himself, analyzing ads, impossible in real life, measurable and indispensable online. He imagined again if that billboard had been an online banner. He'd track the people who saw it, impressions, and the people who did the equivalent of typing in the special link and clicking on it. He would know the effectiveness of the banner and precisely evaluate its return for his business. He'd have demographic and geo-time data. It would help him see trends, for example, that a visitor between the hour of 9 p.m. and midnight was three times more likely to click than someone visiting from noon to 3 p.m. He would learn from this data. He would optimize his ad purchasing to improve his return relative to cost. He would answer questions like, how much is a member really worth? Does that amount justify my expense in acquiring them? Do my membership options make sense as a group? Each one may not be worth as much as the other, but am I effectively maximizing my conversion and cumulative return? How many ways can I cut this up? He thought of all the ways visitors were different. Country, device, ISP or connection type, etc. Then he thought about his costs. Are my affiliates equally profitable? Why or why not? Are my traffic sources equally profitable? Am I comparing one to another? Next, he checked his risk stats. Visa was about to tighten the limits of a critical risk monitoring program related to bank-initiated refunds, or in other words, chargebacks. Matt needed to think outside the box in order to respect these new limits. Banks need to cooperate for a customer to charge back. Some banks are very enthusiastic, priding themselves on high levels of customer support. A customer says, I don't recognize this charge, and a bank immediately begins the chargeback. Other banks, however, prefer not to go through the hassle and effort of a chargeback. It just depends on the bank. Knowing the difference between these two types of banks requires large data sets. If the sample is too small, the data just looks like noise. Once you have the data, you can detect and prevent either the transaction or the chargeback based on the bank's history. When you have the data, you can use it to make smart decisions. You're no longer blind. Matt closed his laptop. He still felt the glow from his experience earlier in the evening on Times Square. He'd never forget it. Yet at the same time, he felt reassured by the stats he had just reviewed. He knew that without them, he'd never have been able to afford such a big birthday party.